This is Yolanda Robbins, your host of the Parish Property Chronicle. In this episode of the Parish Property Chronicles, our guest is Marie Bissignier, founder and principal of Lokim, and Paris be a part of it. An agency specialized in managing nearly 500 furnished apartments throughout the Paris region. With over 15 years of experience, let's find out how Marie can help you be a part of real estate in Paris. Marie, thank you for joining us today on the Paris Property Chronicles. Uh, before we get started with this interview, uh, I'd like to ask you where you and your family have sheltered in place since the lockdown in Paris on March 17th, and if everyone is healthy. So um, thank you for having me today. Uh, I'm with my family. We are in the suburb of Paris, so it's only 30 minutes from uh, from the city. But we do have some. Uh, we have a house with a, a little garden. So for the and I'm actually with my sisters as well. So it's a it's a good thing to um, to be with the family and to have some uh, some outdoor space, which is very rare in Paris. And um, amazingly, it's also a, a, a nice time to spend uh, to to spend all together so it's uh, the confinement can have some um, really uh, uh, some perks mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um and i imagine you 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 have uh you have children yes or, or you yes have a son? Mm-hmm. i have a son yeah so for for him it's like uh, uh even when i imagine uh, ourselves with uh, with uh, with him uh, in uh, in our apartment i i really think that we are blessed to have a to have this outdoor space because it would be it would have been a, a bit complicated i'm glad that you and your family have found a place where uh, your son and his cousins can actually go outside when we have nice weather. Because in Paris, since the lockdown, the weather has been absolutely amazing. I don't know what it's like yeah. where you are. <laughs> it's the same. It's uh, it's amazing to have this weather and to do not be able to 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 go around. I mean, for Parisian, it's a bit frustrating. It's like mm-hmm. it's like a, 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 a funny thing that the weather is doing to us. It's yeah, like exactly. they're mocking us. <laughs> <laughs> So let's uh, let's talk about your background. You had a very unusual background to um, to where you ended up. You studied uh, history and communications. You in France and in New York, but somehow you ended up in in owning an agency that specializes in furnished rentals and management. Can you just give us a little bit about uh, tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up where you are and how you founded uh, Paris be a part of it. Sure, it's uh, it's true that it's very unusual. When I see all my colleagues, uh, a lot of them are uh, um, sometimes older than than myself, and some some of them have like a big uh, career before uh, in uh, in many other fields. Uh, a lot of them. Um, Came in on in this this market with uh, probably uh, more money than I had when I when I started, and it's true that it was uh, completely um, I was not supposed to to hand in this kind of uh, of fields. I did my study, then I ended with an internship in New York, which was for me the first time I uh, I was uh, in the U.S. and the first time I di- discovered New York. Actually, it was wow, uh, that yeah. that's 
That was your first introduction to the United States, New York City. Yeah. So it was like a big jump, you know, like, uh, so it was, uh, it was, it was amazing because I was like a bit overwhelmed by everything that I, that I saw. Like I, I felt that I was in a movie because uh, I was used to see many, many pictures, many movies and everything. And in the meantime, it was like a, a place to be, you know, it was, a, uh, it, it was, I met uh, amazing people. I was, and I did an internship actually in the, um, in the in the book um, in the book sections, I, I was in a website. I was working for a company who was uh, an intermediary between uh, printer and uh, writers. You know, mm -hmm. they helped them to either self-published or also little companies that didn't have all the means to to print uh, their books. And then the first internship I did was with a company who was actually through the internet helping people to print books. So yeah. it was it was a a, a a funny thing, and when I came back, it was really the time. It was in um, 1999, so it was really the moment when, when it was uh, like the big boom in Paris. All the startups we had the Silicon uh, the Silicon Sentier, which was for the Silicon Valley uh, mm -hmm. in, in Paris, the little uh, area. And uh, so I started to work in a communication agency, public um, uh, like uh, uh, public, public relations. Yes, mm -hmm. sorry. <laughs> was missing mm -hmm. and then I work with the, what we say annoncer so I work with the company and I was working uh, also on the on their PR but also on um, on the internet um, uh, constructions like mm -hmm. on the I was not on the technical part but more on the what we say the functional part and all the money went away so then the company closed and so I started to be unemployed uh, I was looking for a job in the communication field but everyone was uh, when the internet bubble just exploded everyone was looking for a job and communication is always a complicated uh, part and so I started to sublet my own apartment in order to make some extra money at the end of the month because I was only getting the money from the unemployment agencies so um, I started to put ads on Craigslist I met through Craigslist and other kind of website, other owners who said, okay, you can get some, because I had a lot of American people. So I said, okay, you can have a lot of Americans. So why don't you advertise for my company, for my uh, apartment? So I was in contact with two or three of them. And I started to think, uh, okay, I love to welcome them. Uh, I love to eventually um, add them to have, I don't know, like breakfast delivery or uh, flower delivery or things like extra little things or wine tastings and sure. or extra little things that were funny to to get. And I thought it may be something to do for, uh, for a living, to have uh, the flat managing license. Uh, real estate license I had to pass um, uh, I actually you have several ways to to get it and uh, I choose to pass it through another diploma mm -hmm. another an, uh, another part of your education so yes so basically what you did was you you studied history and communications you went to New York um, you worked in publishing then you mm -hmm. came back to to France and worked for an internet company and then once that bubble burst you decided to become uh, entrepreneurial but started out by renting your own your own flat and created this business where you manage properties you got the license you got an additional education you got went to get a diploma but you were you you transformed you reinvented yourself and and created this this business um how, how many how many apartments do you you manage at the moment and and what do you pro what services do you provide to your owners Right now, uh, on our website, we have 500 apartments, but we manage around uh, 
40 of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we we are, in fact, we despite the, the crisis, we do have many apartments that are going to be in our portfolio in the next uh, in the next months. But things are a bit on hold. But we still have some some ongoing uh, contracts that are going to to be concluded. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, and so on the service we, um, that was the, the other question: the services we provide. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, mm-hmm. I, so, I, I imagine there's 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 a difference between the services that you provide for someone who's interested to rent out their apartment on a medium term or short term basis or someone on a long term basis. But it sounds like you also um, uh, because you're licensed and insured you and bonded, you also um, help with the, the, the flow of funds. So any of the income that comes in and, and taking care of the the uh, repairs, uh, management. Um, so just give us a, a brief overview of of, of those kinds of services that you provide. Sure. What what we do, the difference is not really between the type of rental, but it's more between the, the type of services. Mm-hmm. For the, the major part, because when we started the company, when I started the company, uh, <clears throat> a lot of companies were non-exclusive. That's why we had the, all these, and 500 apartments is a, is a lot, but a lot of them are the owner are managing the money and the maintenance, but we do take care of the promotion of taking care of the visits, uh, getting the file, the profile, checking them, writing the contracts, eventually doing the check-in or the check-out uh, if the owners want us to do so. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And uh, so this is uh, um, the classic thing that we that we that, that, that we do. But what what we are um, what we want to what we develop and what we we cherish the most would be the flat management, which will include. Uh, what everything I said before: promotion, um, visits, uh, file profi- profilings, and and um, and of course all the contract writing and everything. But when we manage the apartment, that means that we are going to, of course, take care of the money that comes in and out, paying also all the <clears throat> the plumbers, electricians, and uh, and everyone who are involved in this. Mm-hmm. Eventually, if the owners. Some owners like to pay their own uh, building utilities. They like to follow that, keep track on that. But some of our owners, want, especially those who don't speak French, because everything is in French and it's complicated to get people to do the translation, usually they like us when we, when we take care of that because they are sure that we get the money from the tenant, we keep the portion that is supposed to go to the, to the syndic, and then we give it um, when, the time, uh, when, when the time is coming. So we can really keep track of that, of all the money. Mm-hmm. And every year we give them a, a recap of what they received what they paid and what was the cost so they can easily uh, make their tax declaration. Okay. So this is also something that is convenient for foreign owners. Okay. And of course, we are taking care of um, of uh, the check-in, the check-out, the cleanings. I, I imagine that your business has changed um, uh, quite a bit since Airbnb uh, came on the scene probably almost a decade ago, and, and you've had to uh, reinvent yourself once again. How, how has your business changed uh, since uh, Airbnb was introduced uh, to Paris and, and vacation rentals have more or less uh, been um, not been permitted in Paris for, for some time? So when they arrive, it really 
change a lot. I've, I remember when I when uh, it was in 2012, and I already heard of Airbnb in the, in the US because uh, we knew that there was um, this kind of waves arriving uh, arriving on us, and uh, they change a lot. They um, they simplified a lot of things for the the owners but in the meantime it was more um, complicated for for us as a as an agent mm-hmm. when the waves arrived a lot of people were everyone was saying okay i can do some airbnb so i can i'm leaving three days and i'm leaving my apartment for th- only three days and you had like owners but also tenants who were sublating not not always legally, by the way, mm-hmm. but uh, so uh, from a, um, a number of apartments we had in Paris that were competing eventually with the hotel, we had like everything was like triple, uh, like we we have like 60,000 um, apartments that were all, uh, all of the sudden completely on the market. So, of course, the city hall said, okay, there is something wrong. There is a, too many apartments are dedicated to tourists and we want people to be able to stay in Paris and to, and we want Parisians to, 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 to live in Paris and to do not be pushed away by, by tourists. So, this, at, at, so at one point, there were more than 60,000 apartments that were exclusively being used on a vacation rental or Airbnb, Airbnb type um, rental platform. I, I do not think it was exclusively exclusively used for that, but okay. that that's the number that City Hall just throw at uh, at mm-hmm. uh, at us to say, okay, there is too many, too many. Right. I remember working for the French Association, we uh, and we were like around thirty companies, and we were managing around like four thousand or five thousand apartments. So sixty thousand sounds to me too high okay. but because i think that they do include inside um all the you know someone who is just leaving for three days like because it's uh we it's the month of may and in france we have many uh, many bridges as we say many holidays uh, many, many holidays, holidays and it's like a, it's sure. like very very long weekend so every time one person was putting his apartment just for three days it was counter as one apartment right. so it was easy in terms of communication to say okay there is 60 thousand apartments when they were starting to talk about uh, uh, how we were um, taking away some apartments from the from the housing market, uh, in fact, there is some numbers that were not completely uh, equal. But that that's an old story right now because okay. everything uh, everything has changed, and uh, yeah. now it's very complicated to do the to, to do this to to do the vacation rental. But there is still a lot of professionals who are doing this very well and who are very good at what they do because they do create local employment. They have cleaning people. They have people for the for the reserve, for the bookings. They have people to manage the people who do uh, who, who do everything. And usually, when we welcome tourists in our apartment in Paris, that means that you, you are doing the, the local um, uh, uh, shops around are working. They right. go to the bakery, yeah. they go to the butcher, they, they, they spend money, people are spending money on the... So there is still people who are able to do so, but uh, for my personal, uh, um, for the company de- development, for me, it was too complicated to um, to keep on on this um, on, on this uh, business model business. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. though it was like my uh, <clears throat> the, my heart was uh, belonging to this industry at the beginning because mm-hmm. it was really what I did. It was like welcoming tourists in Paris, uh, and I've been also part of the VRMA, which is a Vacation Rental Manager Association in the US. Mm-hmm. They, they do have like a European um, uh, section and I was part of that and it was very interesting. 
And so once again, you basically basically developed your business to suit the the regulations and the needs of your clients. And right now, you you currently manage uh, these apartments, uh, but mostly on a on a furnished basis and on a midterm or long term basis. Um, if someone so and and it's still a, a, because the short term Airbnb model, especially now, will be tied to tourism which for all intents and purposes during the the pandemic and during this period of adjustment for COVID-19 will be in a state of uncertainty until until the downturn uh, uh, comes back. But um, if someone was still interested to purchase property in Paris as a rental investment, they could do so on a long-term basis. And I, I, I think that given the fact that Paris is always a good investment, um, are there different are there areas in the city that you recommend for people who are still interested to purchase property in Paris and on on a and on a as a rental investment for long term uh, furnished rentals and what type of and what type of buildings you know whether that be houseman buildings uh, modern buildings what 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 type of bit, uh, buildings do you think are are the are the most attractive for them to do to do that. So yes, I confirm. For uh, investing in, pa- in Paris, it's always a good um, a good idea, <laughs> and um, and even it can be long term. But long term can be also like few months. Uh, we have many people, companies, interns who are coming for six months, for five months, or eight months. Or it can be the, the advantage of uh, booking as a long term, which will be which means uh, one year lease renewable that you have less vacancy between two bookings. If you do six months then you may have one, two or three weeks between two bookings in order to to get a new tenant. So Mm -hmm. this is mainly the difference, but this can allow you also to pop up and to enjoy your own apartment between two between two bookings. But if you need for your own loan or for your economic situation, if you need to have a more regular income, then of course the one-year lease renewable is usually the best bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the situation in Paris, we are doing um, all the the Parisian arrondissement. Mm-hmm. So it's for us. Uh, we are based our agency is based in the second arrondissement. It's very easy to get uh, to get to any place of Paris. So all the arrondissement can be interesting. Prices per square meters would be, of course, more interesting in the uh, how do we call it? the peripheral? Not yeah, very. But- so the no. so the second so outside of the 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 the, the first ring of the yes of the, of the center exactly. of Mm-hmm. So, because it will be like more, it will be easier to negotiate and, and the price and, and some areas are really uh, uh, becoming very uh, trendy. So mm-hmm. it's interesting to to pass through professional people and uh, real estate agents or flat hunters who can really uh, drive you through this and to say, okay, this area, it doesn't seems, it doesn't sound very nice when you look at the touristic guides, but when you are really living inside, there is a lot of families, there is a lot of young people coming in. And so it's very interesting to have, um, it's always good to, to have someone on site to, to guide you through that. Buying from distance without having someone local who can give you the, the details, it's complicated. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's it's from, from based on my experience as a property professional, I think it's always helpful to uh, to have someone like you to guide you through the process because you want to make certain that you, especially if you're someone who's interested to purchase property and then rent it out, uh, whether on a furnished or unfurnished basis, you want to have someone who understands what the the market is like, what the potential for um, increase in, in valuation 
is and what kind of rental yields you can have. Um, some, some of my clients and some of yours, which we, we have in common, um, prefer the, the traditional style of apartment. So the more 18th and 19th century apartment. Um, do you think these types of apartment are, are especially what, 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 what drives the long-term furnished rental market, or could it just be any kind of building as long as it had a, a, a concierge and an elevator? Um, and I mean, just, just give her, give us your thoughts on that. I know that a lot of people are just, um, uh, they love the charm of the old Parisian building of the, I don't know, the, the, the beams, the, mm-hmm. the stones and everything. Uh, and I love them as well, but it's true that when it comes to subject of renovation, of uh, energy consumptions and everything, this kind of up of buildings have to be very well maintained in order to 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 make sure that your money is not running away from the from the windows or the the thing. And yes, on the on the more modern buildings, the advantage usually are for the heat. Sometimes it's like collective heat, so it's uh, very well managed, and and you are not uh, uh, your expenses are good. And for the tenants who are inside, they do not have any problem of being cold and in the winter. And sometimes you can have also like balconies or little terrace. It's usually more often um, on the, on the, the the most recent buildings than on the on the oldest one. Yeah, and it's uh, having an outdoor space. Uh, especially given the fact that we've been under lockdown uh, since yeah. uh, March. It's, 17th. Every, it's everything for a lot of people. Uh, Having even a little space, it's it's uh, it's a lot. But it's true that. But as a professional, you know that it's true that when you have an outdoor space, you pay for it. Yes, it's true. It comes at a premium. Um, uh, it's about to change again. Uh, even though we're uh, we are have been under lockdown in Paris since uh, March seventeenth. Uh, um, the prime minister uh, has indicated the plan for um, the ease of restrictions as of uh, May. What is it? May 11th. Yes. Uh, and and then it, so it'll be a two phase. But basically, he he made it perfectly clear that we have to live with uh, the virus and we have to find a way to do that. Um, he's the ease of restrictions for the moment will be in two phases: one May 11th, the other on June 2nd. And they've come up with a national strategy that will be rolled out locally. So each individual um, municipal or municipality will will be able to uh, roll it out as they as they uh, best see fit. How how do you think the rental market will 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 change? Because frankly, given given um, the experience with Paris, it's been very Paris as a city is extremely resilient. So we're in a recession, or it's just been announced also today that um, the, accession, the recession is here, but Paris is pretty resilient. Um, how, how do you think the rental market will, 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 will change and adapt and, and start um, its uh, recovery process? I, yeah, it's true that Paris has suffered from many, many, many challenges since uh, since uh, fifteen years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the rental market, I, I do think that opening the from May eleventh or something, of course, that we will have um, uh, some bookings and some tenants who are coming, and especially the French people who who intended to move and who are going to be able to do so, and they will probably. Uh, do their best to do that quickly because mm-hmm. everyone is talking about having a second a second waves 
around the next uh, autumn uh, fall. Right. So probably people are going to say, okay, this is uh, this is now <laughs> to in order to move from an apartment to another, maybe a bigger one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. Unfortunately, we are losing right now as an agent. We are losing all our international clients that we are used to have uh, as a tenant. And I do believe that we may have some uh, in next September, maybe some European, because I've heard about the European Commission talking about uh, trying to make um, an equal uh, equal safety. Um, not sure. I'm, I'm very clear, but if a country has this norm and these uh, safety measures. If another mm-hmm. country has the same, uh, the same like okay, uh, for the distance, for the cleaning, for the hygiene, we we do think the same thing. Maybe we are going to be able to say okay, this country, people from this country can come into ours because oh. we know that we have the same level. It's okay. a discussion that I'm uh, hearing from uh, the the contact I have uh, in the European Association we are part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this can be interesting, and I hope that we will have some European clients who are going to arrive uh, around um, uh, around. Usually, it's September is a very high season for us, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of American from um, American. People that we have, I'm sure that it, they will not be there until 2021. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's going to be, we are going to have a lot of apartments available in the next few months. And so, so, so we're looking to move and to, if there's a, a second wave and yeah. to shelter in place, the, the, you, you, can, you can accommodate their needs for exactly. For it, may be, it may be a good opportunity for the people who are already in Paris or in France and who wants to move to Paris to have some um, probably bigger space. Uh, we are expecting, but this is also uh, because it's complicated for owners, uh, we are expecting the rents to go a little lower mm-hmm. because, of course, if there is too many apartments available on the market and not enough tenants, of course, it's a tenant market, as we say. Mm-hmm. And the tenants do have the, the the choice of the of the flat. So that means that if owners want to have a booking and to make sure that uh, they are getting some money coming in, because uh, even if it's not the, the amount they wish for, uh, sometimes it's uh, better to have something than nothing. So, so I think. But this is more right now. Everyone is on hold, and mm-hmm. I'm talking a lot to the owners I'm working with. And so I think that it's um, they, they are prepared and they have to prepare themselves uh, um, to to yes to to lower the the amounts in order to make sure that at least for the next few months they are going to have some incomes and to to make sure that it's rented. So, you 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 touched on it earlier before when you talked about um, Craigslist and how sometimes when people are interested to rent an apartment they're they're scammed uh, by by phantom apartments that are listed by people who really are not the owners of those apartments yeah. and by going through your agency they can they can um, be assured that there is an apartment and it's it's it, it exists but what if people are scammed is there some sort of process or or can they is there some sort of organization they can contact if it happens? Because some of these ads are are even on um, on uh, websites that are traditionally fairly uh, reputable. Yeah. Uh, so what? So so what can people do? Unfortunately, there is, uh, they have to to go to the police and to to file a complaint. But uh, it's uh, it's very rare that uh, the the police have the time to take care of this kind of uh, of, uh, of issue, and uh, and it's complicated to get unless it's like a organized scam in order to get the money from the the tenant. But really, passing through an agent, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's true that you are going to have some agency fees. The amount can will depend probably on the type of 
booking you are going to do, the time of lease you are going to do. But it's also an insurance that, okay, you have a, a real estate agent in front of you. In those, they have the guarantee, they have the insurance because we it's a mandatory thing to, have, to be insured for our own responsibility. And of course, you are sure that there is an apartment behind it. So, but, so basically, uh, you, you have the, the agency to 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 work on your behalf. Um, yeah. Where 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 are your offices located? We are in the second arrondissement, mm -hmm. uh, not in a boutique uh, because it was a choice from the beginning. Because when I started, it, I really started from home mm -hmm. before getting some offices. So it was at. At the beginning, it was shared offices, and uh, so it was a uh, uh, it was more interesting. And, and usually, it's uh, it's uh, the boutique we had where uh, the boutique we have online, so it was easier like that. But mm -hmm. we welcome people. Most of the time, we meet people on site, like when we do the viewings of the apartments, even for the owners when we meet them. It's most of the time it's inside the apartment they, they own, mm -hmm. uh, unless they are still on the on the buyer side and then we meet them at the office um, and uh, so no it's very convenient and, uh, and you can take any you can take an appointment and we can meet you uh, with pleasure not right now because of the confinement but soon right. we will be able to to welcome our uh, our clients uh, with all the um, we are also taking some measures in order to make sure that our um, our employees and and uh, the clients are safe when do you plan to come back to Paris uh, from uh, where you're sheltered in place? Uh, right now, my plan is um, uh, because they deconfine um, the, um, the schools. Mm -hmm. So it depends on the school. And my son is only three. So the schools are is supposed to go back to school at on the 25th okay. of May. Mm -hmm. uh, I have to say that I have doubts on the fact that the, the school can manage uh, this because it's not be, because they are very good and they have a great team, but they do have to manage little kids to take care of them like sure. one day on another day or like few hours per per day. So pers personally, I will depending on how they manage, they handle that because mm -hmm. they want to have only fifteen kids per um, uh, ten to fifteen kids per per, per classroom. So. Uh, and we are not forced to to put the kids back to school. It's so it's, uh, so, it's, it's, so it's optional. It's optional. It's optional, uh, mm -hmm. depending on. And so I have the chance to be able to work remotely um, and to have a team because I still have some people who are staying in Paris, so they can do the viewings and everything. So I do believe that I will not be back before June. If we can go out, if the park are reopened and everything, I will be very happy to go back home because it's true that it's very nice to be with the family, but uh, we are missing also our friends in Paris and we are missing our little routine, which, which is also very nice. But the team will be there. We have uh, some people in Paris who can do the viewings. We are getting our mails and uh, we can also now with uh, Zoom and Skype and everything, we can, uh, if I have um, someone who wants to do a purchase, there is no problem. We can always do a, a, a Zoom or a Skype meeting uh, before uh, before any viewing in, okay. in a real person. <laughs> so you heard it here first. Um, you're still in business and you're. Mm -hmm. if, if people are interested to rent an apartment, a furnished apartment, if they're interested to list their apartment with you uh, so that you can manage it, or if they're interested to find an apartment so that they can uh, purchase it as a rental investment, you can go to Marie. Her website is uh, for Paris be a part of it, and Lokim is www.lokim.com. That's L O K I M.com. And Marie, we thank you very much for joining us today and, and hope that you and your family remain safe uh, and. Uh, 
I hope that you get back to Paris in when you can and in an environment that makes sense for your entire family. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. I'm Yolanda Robbins. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Paris Property Chronicles. Property tailored for you.